to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hang out, and talk show all wrapped up into one. And it's all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started. Well, good morning. Welcome to another podcast, Piney Pastors Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Steve Hopped, and I have my friends Nathan Smith. Say hi, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. And my and Jason Myers. Say yep. hi. Hi. And uh, we are here this morning to talk about pastors and prayer gatherings. <laughs> um, that was the title, Peculiar Nathan. Peculiar pastors and piney pastors. Yeah, podcasting about peculiar piney pastors podcast. Yeah. So anyway, we um, we wanted to just talk about prayer gatherings. We had a prayer gathering a couple weeks ago. We have usually three or four a year on our third. It's one of our rotation. It's in our rotation for third Sunday gatherings, Mm -hmm. along with scripture and song and covenant member gatherings. And so we just thought that we would uh, talk about those a little bit, the importance of them, how we what we believe about them and why we believe they're important. Uh, first of all, let's just talk about prayer mm-hmm. itself. Prayer is an important part of every believer's life. Prayer is a spiritual discipline that we ought to all be practicing regularly, dare I say daily. Um, at all times. At all times. Paul says in Ephesians 6. Exactly. And prayer is uh, communication with God. Prayer is, I feel like, I like to define prayer sometimes as it's an act of dependence on God. It's an act Mm. of saying, God, I need you. I need you to help me uh, through this problem. I need you to help me persevere through this trial. I need you to um, help me to submit to your sovereign grace. Did you say an act of dependence or an active dependence? Yes. Both. Both. Yes. But which one did you say? I said act of. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually thought you said active, but either one and I think I, is I good. think it would have been sounded more erudite if I had said <laughs> active dependence. But um, prayer is calling on God, asking God to be our refuge, our strength our very present help in times of trouble <clears throat> and and should be a, a part of every Christian's life, should be something that's on their mind. That should be a way of life. In fact, I just read something mm-hmm. the other day where um, I forget who um, said it, but the gist of it was that there is no such thing as a prayerless Christian. Mm-hmm. Christians Amen. pray. In fact, um, remember when... Saul uh, in Acts nine um, is um, blinded on his ro- on the road to Damascus, and what does um, what does the Lord tell um, Ananias that you will go find him? And he says, "Yeah, but he's a persecutor. I'm scared." And he says, "He's praying. Like this is an evidence that he's 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 going to be on his knees and he's praying, yeah. and like that comforts him to go and talk to him because mm-hmm. that's what Christians do." Amen. Hmm. So. Obviously, 
prayer is important. Prayer is a necessary part of a Christian's life. But what about praying together as the church? Uh, what is the benefit that you guys see in the church coming together to pray together? I think that there are many, many benefits. Um, as you said, there's prayer and then there's prayer gatherings. That's gathering to pray together. Um, is for one for me, very practically speaking, is I'm able to pray uh, longer with other people. Uh, there is a, in the sense of, my, my mind stays more focused. Um, we are gathered here for this specific purpose. Throughout the day, you might pray, or I even have set times of prayer, but when I'm gathered with other people, listening to them pray, pray actually engages my mind to pray more. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can feed off of their prayerfulness and want to be more prayerful. Like It helps me to think about uh, things to pray, and it helps me keep my heart mm-hmm. and mind engaged longer. So just very practically, I, I feel like my prayers can be more intense and um, more intentional often and longer when I'm praying together with others. Amen. I noticed that in our elders' meetings. Um, and we pray every time we meet as elders. Uh, sometimes one of our primary purposes for a meeting is is to pray for the people in our church. Yeah. And uh, you guys are long prayers, but mm. I find that I'm able to, my, my mind doesn't wander so much when I'm um, meeting with you guys and praying, and I'm not sure what that is necessarily, but it's, uh, I find that when we, the three of us pray together, that I am able to be more focused mm-hmm. and, and, and keep my mind attending for a longer period of time to praying. My yeah. kids also think uh, when they're hungry, I pray longer. Oh, yeah. So for meals. <laughs> I think it's probably true. I, I, maybe I just sense they're hungry, and so I pray longer. I don't know. You want to train them <clears throat> that man does not live That's by right. bread alone. I, th- I think another um, practical benefit of praying together is that, uh, practical for our faith, is that for me it's encouraging, strengthening to my Amen. faith. To, because prayer is, I think, one of the um, most... <laughs> faith requiring things that we do in some ways because um like you said it is just utter dependence on god and it's a demonstration that we believe so many things about god that he is all-powerful that he is that he's present that he's listening that he cares that he's loving that he's wise that he's able to answer um all these things so prayer is just uh, an expression of of so many things that we believe about god so to hear somebody else Confessing their faith through their prayers is really powerfully encouraging for me. Amen. And and I and I think that it, it's it's faith building and it, it's encouraging and faith building mm-hmm. to hear other people. I think sometimes we can learn we our own prayer lives can be enriched oh, and grow sure. yeah. by hearing other people pray the yep. the way that other people. Pray uh, sometimes. Uh, I'm especially encouraged when I hear people pray scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, but even just to hear people, sometimes I feel like in my own personal prayer life, uh, sometimes it feels like a laundry list of things, and I don't feel very um, faith-filled when I'm praying. And then I hear somebody pray a prayer for something huge, you know, and and have such faith. Oh, God, I pray that our church might be 
uh, a lighthouse for the gospel in the city of Wentzville, mm-hmm. and that that hundreds of people would come to know you through not just our church, but the other Bible preaching churches. You know, and you hear a prayer like that, and you think, I should be praying like that. I mean, God is able to do, I've heard, far more abundantly than all we ask or think. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the uh, the manner or the words of their prayer sometimes, but just the, like you said, that content of or the focus, I should say. And sometimes you can even sense the heart of the prayer. Yeah, the conviction. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there's a great faith and a great passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, fancy mm-hmm. prayers isn't our goal, but rather just sincere prayers to God. Yeah. So um, any other, did you want to mention any other benefits? You said there were many, Jason. Yeah, I think um, I think that whenever um, we are praying together, um I think it has a way of when I'm, well, for instance, when I'm hearing somebody else pray, I am then uh, often, um, it's brought back to my mind later in the week to pray for what they were praying for. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe prayers for um, themselves or their family that reminds me I need to be praying for them or I didn't know that issue or that situation, so I'm praying for them. So it, I think it produces more prayer outside of the gathering itself. Um, and um, I also think that praying together um Whenever I pray for something that's really that's weighing on my heart, or I, or even if I don't, but I ask other people to pray, whether whether somebody else um, is um, echoing my pray, prayer or just praying for me, it's always encouraging. Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. I, my, if my faith is strengthened, <clears throat> that God, I, I know that there's no magical formula of oh God's like oh now there are you you reach the quota there are seven people praying about this prayer request instead of just six so now I'll answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it does something not so much for God, but for um, for me. Like it, it, it changes me. And uh, there was a passage I was looking for earlier. Couldn't find it. Um, but that um, Paul talks about this with giving and in and, and serving. But I think he also talks about, talks about this in praying. Is that when more people are praying about the same thing, that it can result in... Um, more pray, uh, praise and thanksgiving to God when they he, their prayer is answered. Like yes. we, we mm-hmm. ask for this together. Like okay, God does it. It's not if I ask for it, then I praise God for when I see the result. But mm-hmm. when all all three of us are here, or when all twenty or fifty of us or whatever are here praying for something, and then God answers it, more praise to God, Amen. more thanksgiving, yeah, more glory to God. To God. Mm-hmm. So yes. I think it's good for us to hear other people praying about something, even if I'm not praying for it, but I hear you praying for it. And then I see God answer it, or you come to me and say, hey, remember when I was praying for that, that thing? Or I ask you about it, and then you say, yeah, this is what God did. Well, yeah, well, praise God for that. I yeah. get to hear God, again, answered prayer, and that's always faith, strengthening, mm-hmm. and praiseworthy. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that uh, three of us think it's a good idea to have prayer gatherings, but we see it in Scripture. Uh, and, uh, Jason, you were rattling off some passages earlier. Acts 4 was the one that came to my mind uh, where where Peter and John are released from prison and they go back to their church and they tell tell everybody what, what, what they were told by the chief priests and elders. And, and when they heard it, it says the church lifted their voices together to God and, and their prayer is just beautiful. And I'm going to read it. All right. Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? 
The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you appointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your Holy Spirit, Holy Servant, Jesus. So I'm, I'm encouraged just by their prayer. Had I been in their presence there praying that, or hearing that prayer prayed, I can't imagine how my, my spirit would have just soared as, as they recognized the, the omnipotent power of their God, the, their God who is sovereign over everything. So this bad thing that just happened to Peter and John was ordained by you, and they're acknowledging that. And uh, they're acknowledging that, that Scripture foretold all of this, this suffering that they were going to go through, and yet they're looking to continue their, their faithful witness to the gospel. They're looking and asking for boldness, believing that God will stretch out his hand and perform wonders, and um, that, that his mighty power will, will work and... Uh, and it says, when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, mm-hmm. and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God in boldness. Their prayer was answered. And I think, I think mm-hmm. that what's, um, t- uh, t- I had two thoughts when you were saying that. One is that <clears throat> we do learn how to pray when other people are praying, but we also learn more about God himself. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we're not supposed to be... Our, our, we shouldn't be trying to teach others in our prayer, like, hey, my prayer is really not really to God, it's really mm-hmm. to you, I want you to hear right. it so you can learn. But um, a sincere prayer that is biblically, um, theologically saturated and um, profound or just even just clear um, can be really beneficial for others. Like, I, I learn when I'm listening to other people pray. Um, but the second thing is that I, I was thinking when you said that is that I don't know about you guys, but I've never been in a prayer gathering where afterwards the place was shaken. Hmm. And yet, that was just the outward sign of the Spirit doing something. Amen. Mm-hmm. He always responds. He always does something. God delights to hear from his people. Yes. And so it takes faith. Like when we go to a prayer gathering, mm-hmm. when we pray at all, and yes, when we gather together to pray, it, it is an expression of our faith. It's an act of, active faith. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, but. We need to, I, I think that's helpful when we're praying together to, um, like, hey, yeah, God really is here among us, and he really does want to hear from us, and he really is acting, responding to our prayers. Um, and even if we don't see it immediately or feel the room shaken, um, God's still active, and it should be an encouragement for us to keep praying because of what Scripture says. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another <clears throat> place in Acts that comes to mind when we look at, um, praying together is Acts 12 where uh, Herod has killed James the brother of John mm. and he sees that this pleased the Jews so he arrests Peter obviously intending to kill him as well to please the Jews um, but Acts 12 5 says so Peter was kept in prison but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. And I think that we can 
read a passage like that and go, well, the church, they're just all scattered out in different places praying for Peter. But the word church itself implies the assembly, the gathered people of God. And most often in the New Testament, that's how it's used, the right. local church. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't always, I think we often don't read it that way. But I think when we read that, we should picture them praying for Peter, gathered together. And then that's affirmed when um, God answers their prayers for Peter. An angel comes and gets Peter out of prison. And then, um, where is it? Verse 12. Peter realizes he's not sure when the angel's rescuing, if he's having a vision or if it's actually happening. He finally realizes, verse 11, oh, yeah, this happened. The angel rescued me. Verse 12, when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the brother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. So this just shows us that, in fact, when it says the church was praying for him, that they were together doing that. And again, as I found that verse, it's Second Corinthians 1, 11, which says, I'll read it, maybe. Um, you also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Mm-hmm. And as they were, it wasn't just one person praying for Peter and that he got to see the release of Peter and praise God, but the many who were praying got to see that and uh, praise God for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, we mentioned this earlier, and I think it might be helpful. Um, we were talking earlier about uh, prayer gatherings and um, we talk about how God has called us to this and um to pray and to pray together. We talked about how um, we have the the description and the example of the early church and others throughout history and even our own personal experiences. But given all that, knowing that God is worthy of it and that he answers our prayers and it's beneficial to us and the church and the world as a whole, yet sometimes we don't always feel like going to a prayer gathering. I know. Wait, I know. when you say we, you mean other people in the church? Yeah, sure. Pastors, right? the pastors yeah. always feel like it, right? Well, I'm. I actually meant we, us, oh. three in the room. Um, what? I know it. Yeah, and maybe I, I, sh- I can edit this out. Okay, yeah, edit that later. <laughs> well, why do you think it is that sometimes we don't? I mean, like, always feel like going to a prayer gathering. Why don't you? I should say. Yeah. Um. Because. You know, we sang that song on Sunday, Jesus is better. In every situation, Jesus is better, but we, our hearts don't always believe Make my that. heart believe, yeah. yeah. Mm. And I think mm. that there are times when I don't believe that, that, that going to that prayer gathering, is that my presence there is really going to, to matter whether I'm there or not. Mm-hmm. They're still going to have it, although... If all three of us at one time decided we weren't going to go, <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. But hopefully, people prayed. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, hopefully pray they for us. pray for us. Yeah, <laughs> but I think for anybody in, in our church, you know, I think it's an easy out to say it's not going to matter whether I'm there or not. Um, so how would it. you respond to somebody that said that? It's not going to matter. Yeah, whether I'm say, there. I can pray at home. Right. Yeah, I think that I would probably point out the both what we said already that there are. Um, Descriptions of calls for praying together and also great benefits for it. Um, but I think most compellingly, um, I would point out what you were just saying there is that sometimes, um, yeah, I guess I would point out two things. One, on the one side, if you don't feel like going, 
it's because you don't see how beneficial it is for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you get more of Jesus together when he, by his spirit, manifests himself in his gathered people in ways you cannot get otherwise. My heart's not believing that Jesus is better in that situation. Yeah. Right. And so yes. you, you get more. But even if that, if you feel like, nah, I don't feel like I need that right now, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Other people need you to be there. Your very presence, even if you go and don't pray out loud, your presence there is encouraging to others who are there. Amen. Mm-hmm. Like you pray silently, God hears your prayers. That's a blessing. Yeah. You hearing prayers is a blessing. You being there is a blessing for other people um, who see you show up to say, they believe that God is worthy. They believe that Jesus is better. They believe that God answers prayer. They believe that the church and uh, is important to gather together with. They believe that um, what we are praying for matters. Mm-hmm. So all these things and more um are communicated just by you showing up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Nathan, I've I've heard you say often that it's not just about prayer gatherings, but about covenant member gatherings and other things that you've never gone to one that mm-hmm. you didn't come mm-hmm. away feeling blessed, mm-hmm. feeling uplifted mm-hmm. in refreshed. spirit, yeah. refreshed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this might be overstatement, but it's possible that I've never been anticipating going to one that I didn't have the thought, ah, it'd be really nice to stay home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether it's a prayer gathering, covenant member gathering, whatever, there's always that. Because you have stuff to do or, yeah, or because just, you just want to relax. I have nothing to do and I like doing nothing, right. you know, and there's, I think inertia is strong. And, um, you know, when you're at home and whatever, you're engaged in different things, you haven't, Maybe, maybe even had somebody over, you know, family um, for lunch on a Sunday afternoon. You feel like, okay, I've devoted a lot of my day to um, the Lord. The Lord, yeah. And it can be easy to uh, feel like um, I would actually be more refreshed if I stayed home. And that's that. I think for me is the main temptation mm-hmm. is it would actually be more refreshing for me if I just stayed here in my relaxed. Yeah. yeah. And, um, the truth is it might, um, might physically be more refreshing, but spiritually it would not be that I always, that's when I leave whatever it is, whatever kind of gathering it is and say, no, this, this was actually far more refreshing for my soul. Right. And, um, I needed it and didn't realize it. Which outwardly we were wasting away, but inwardly mm-hmm. we need to be renewed day by day. And mm-hmm. that, yeah. that renewal is a, um, is a greater both eternal benefit, like an everlasting kind of effect for our, for our good. But it's also just very um, practically, temporarily beneficial for us just in our own, um, our own hearts and minds and souls to say, hey, I spent I spent my time wisely today. Yeah, mm-hmm. I used it where I needed to. Mm-hmm. So your point, Jason, I think in asking us <laughs> is is that if if you're a member of Piney Ridge Church and you have stayed away from prayer gatherings and felt that way, know that you're not alone. Know that even the pastors have those thoughts and feelings, mm-hmm. and uh, and and we get it. But we just want to encourage you to not give in to. Uh, was Nathan described it, the inertia, mm. to not give in to those lies that Satan tells us or even that your own flesh conjures up in its own heart that you would be better off staying away. Um, you know, another reason one of, one of you guys mentioned today that yeah, you heard that someone didn't come to a prayer gathering because they were 
embarrassed to pray out loud. Right. So uh, talk about that a little bit. Well, I think that there's that's probably true for quite a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not comfortable praying aloud in public. And so I think uh, Jason said it a little bit ago that if, if someone comes to a prayer, prayer gathering and doesn't pray aloud at all but is praying silently, then praise God. Um, and that should not be a, a reason. Maybe someone would think, I know that I'm not going to pray out loud, so why should I even go? But again, some of the things we've already said, I think mm-hmm. hopefully it would encourage someone to reconsider that. But um, <clears throat> well, some of might think, what if I go and I don't want to pray out loud, but they call on me and tell me to pray out loud and yeah. like I'm worried that that's going to happen. And mm-hmm. um, But we have, to my knowledge, um, never forced anybody to pray out loud yeah. if they don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and... I think it would be good for a person to evaluate where that fear comes from. Mm-hmm. If they really recognize this is an obstacle to me praying for me to, it's an obstacle to me blessing others. It's an obstacle to me being blessed spiritually. It's an obstacle to um, seeing God glorified it, as he responds in, in answer to my prayers. Then um, what is holding me back from doing that? And just to consider, is it is it just fear of man? You're, mm-hmm. which I think is probably true for a lot of us that yeah. we're just concerned about what are other people are going to think about our prayers, and um, and so that's, that's hope, not, hopefully it's clear that that's a bad reason, right? And that's not <laughs> unique to any one person. I mean, even as no, pastors, like whenever all. I'm with uh, at at most family en- engagements. Um, I've yeah. called him on to pray and I'm always like, Oh, okay. Uh, I gotta get my, you know, and I feel like there's pressure of that, mm-hmm. uh, even especially being a pastor, like, Oh, people are going to think you're going to pray certain things. Get my clerical collar out. Yeah. But <clears throat> there is that fear of how am I going to be perceived, mm-hmm. which we aren't praying to those people. So right. what does that matter? Amen. Um, and I pray that God will, um, bless other people by hearing my prayer, but, that's secondary to God actually hearing and answering my prayer and being pleased with it mm-hmm. and with the heart of my pray, prayer. You know, like that my heart is not trying to impress others or to um, make, just make sure I don't fumble over my words and get embarrassed, but that mm-hmm. actually that God is honored. And so even if my prayer is, um, God, thank you for your goodness. Or if my prayer is, God, would you please help us? to love you. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. those simple prayers like that are sometimes the sweetest. And that Jesus shows us that in the prayer of the uh, tax collector and the, um, yeah. you know, just saying, well, what is, <clears throat> what is his heart? What is he really after? And so, yeah, I think evaluating our hearts and knowing that it's a process of come sometimes overcoming that. So come anyway. And even if you don't pray out loud the first time, there'll be another opportunity. Mm-hmm. And even if you never do, but pray like um, silently, it's still, there's still a mm-hmm. blessing for you and for others. Amen. So yeah. Come be part of the church, the gathered yeah. church, and part of the people of God praying. I think that I, I can understand why some people feel that way because they come from perhaps a background where their family wasn't Christian growing up, or maybe they mm-hmm. came from a, a church-going family, but the prayer, out, outward public prayer, was not a part of their family tradition, and they've just never done it. And so it feels awkward to them and they, and maybe feel like, well, there's a certain way you're supposed to pray. Mm-hmm. Well, come listen to other people pray. 
during a prayer gathering and learn from them and 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 see how they talk directly to God and um, yeah I hope that uh, I hope that just for my own self that my prayers that I say in public are simple enough and genuine enough that people know that it's not there's not a certain form that's necessary you don't have to emulate pastor steve's prayer you mean no or or maybe even more so maybe pastor steve's prayers i hope are simple enough that that you would be able to emulate them in in some certain way Mm -hmm. but um certainly we don't want you to stay away because you're insecure praying out loud we're not going to make you do that and uh and i'm I think that probably in our church there might be some who would hesitate to pray aloud in public because they're afraid of um, praying in a way that theologically m- mm-hmm. we might perceive or other people might perceive as being off. Like mm-hmm. they're afraid of saying the wrong thing, yes. praying in the wrong way in a you know theological, saying something or, or hinting at something untrue about God. And so they're just like, eh, maybe... I don't feel like I need to be that careful. And, and maybe it could be a good motivation of they don't want to, you know, lead anyone else in a bad direction mm-hmm. through their prayers. Um, if that's the case, then I think still what you just said applies that coming and hearing other people pray can be helpful. And reading, also just reading, coming and reading scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Re- I say reading uh, books on prayer and then reading scripture. One of the things that I appreciate about both of you two that um, has been a benefit to me in my prayer life is. Um, and, and even in corporate prayer times, like at prayer gatherings, <clears throat> um, praying scripture um, or even just using scriptural biblical phrases in your prayers. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you're not going to error when you use scripture to pray. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that can be a helpful way to teach yourself to pray and uh, learn from others. And prayer is to learn from scripture yeah. and mm-hmm. pray scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the prayer gatherings aren't the only time we pray as a group, uh, other Sunday night gatherings, we meet one Sunday a month in the evening at 6.30 in our our auditorium, sometimes, as I said, for covenant member meetings, sometimes for scripture and song, and Speaking sometimes of, for... Speaking of, this coming Sunday, June the 5th, hmm. we will be having a covenant member gathering. I wonder... So you're anticipating that I'm going to post this this week. Please come. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, you might have to I edit will. that one out. No, that'll be motivation to get that's it right. posted okay. right away. Yeah. <laughs> We pray and we pray during those times too, and we we take prayer requests and we gather around people and pray for them. And so, another reason to come to a prayer gathering is if you need prayer, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a time to come and say, "Guys, I need I need the church to gather around me and pray about this particular situation." And um, I. We, I love it when we do that as a church. I love it when we have four or five people that we have, you know, a, a group of maybe 10 gather around them, and, and we're all praying for these different people. And um, that's encouraging not just to the one being prayed for, but to those that are doing the praying. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful time. It's a unity-building yeah. exercise. And, and so... We just want to encourage you guys to take advantage and and become and participate and be a part of the church when we gather together. I like the to way you pray. said that, that taking advantage of because there are there are legitimate reasons why someone would not come to a prayer gathering, mm-hmm. and we know that. 
<clears throat> but we want to give an opportunity and we're saying take advantage of the opportunity to do to do something that maybe is one of the most important things you can do with your life mm-hmm. is um, I mean we ought to be serving others we ought to be caring for and giving we ought to be sharing the gospel with unbelievers we ought to be uh, um, building up the saints we ought to be doing a lot of other things um, but even when you care for others physically and when um, others are being blessed um, it comes only that blessing really only comes by the power of the spirit by the grace of god and so we call upon him and ask him to do what only he can do not only without us but also through us mm-hmm. so it's like hey for this upcoming sermon on sunday pray ask god to work for this meeting you're going to have with your friend um, that's going to be uncomfortable or challenging or because they're sad or hurting or struggling or because they've sinned you need to confront them whatever it is pray ask god mm-hmm. for help um, we think about things in our world in our in our nation um, we need to pray and ask God to do what only he can do. And um, it's one of the most significant things that we can do um, as people, mm-hmm. like is to pray and ask God for help. And we don't just pray and ask him for help. We also praise him. We also adore him. And to spend your time doing that, confessing sin and other things, praying together is a, is a, is a wonderful gift that God has given us and a wonderful opportunity. So take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Any last words, Nathan? Yes. And I can't guarantee it's the last words, but um, when you were talking a minute ago, Steve, it brought to mind that another hindrance for people coming might be that they feel like they need to be in a great place spiritually and mentally and emotionally if they're going to come and be a part of a prayer gathering. read my Bible every day this week and I've had all good conversations. Yeah, yeah. and fully uh, my faith is just all firm as can be and therefore I can come and pray in power and no, we are coming to pray because we are utterly dependent on God. Because we're weak. So yeah, yeah, those who feel weak and, and I think that in those times that might be when you do just come and hear other people pray and pray silently and, um, and be refreshed in that way. At least you might come expecting that that's what you're going to do, but maybe God will strengthen you in that time to pray. But, um, no, we come to pray because we are weak, not because we're strong. Amen. Amen. Any last words, Jason? No, perhaps you should close in prayer though. Let's pray. Lord God, I pray that uh, that all of us, the pastors included, would grow in our dependence on you, mm-hmm. that our default setting in every situation would be to fall on our knees and pray and ask for your help and to give you praise for all that you've done for us and thanks for the times when you have answered our prayer. I pray that our church would grow in ministering to each other in prayer. I pray that we would grow in our desire to come together when we have the opportunity and to take advantage of it, to to grow in unity by praying together, to grow in faith by praying together, to grow in joy by praying together, and to grow in uh, just our knowledge and understanding of you and our worship of you by praying together. Lord, I pray that we would become a praying people, both corporately 
and individually. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Amen.